You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> All right, we got uh, we got Tony Rock, and he is going to tell us a story of his worst bomb that he's had as a stand-up. All right, listen, man, I swear to you, this is a true story, and I don't think anyone can top this story. Wow. Okay. Well, well Roddy P. Let me go first, man. Let me go. Let me go first. Wait, nobody wants to follow you anyway, Tony. Okay, go ahead. Let Dominic. Go, Dominique Purse. All right. What's your last name? I'm sorry. One name. All right. We have Dominique here, and she's going to tell us the story of her worst bomb. I really got two, but it's one short. No, go, go for it. Adams Morgan in D.C. I know. I've been telling jokes and I've been getting laughs because I have been through it with like the bomb. Because every time I go up, they laughing at me. So I feel like I'm climbing the ladder. You know what I'm saying? So I invite my cousin, I invite my aunts. Went to this club called uh, Adams Morgan. I can't think of the name of the club. But Roberta Flack used to play me. They all sitting out in the audience. And I'm up there. My little crowd work and I work. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because I used to be getting most of them laughs off crowd work. I ain't had a lot of jokes. And I started telling my jokes and was bombing too. And it was a little club, so I could see my aunt. She was like, I came on today. Darnell was there. Darnell oh. Rollins was there. He was like, Don't worry about it. You're going to be all right. But my aunt there was like, just keep practicing. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell. And then I had another one at this club called the Comedy Connection in Langley Park. Club that we used to go to. They had like, the club had to hold like 300 people. Uh-huh. And it's packed. But on the side, like these are people right in the middle. And it's like a little ramp that you walk up to get all the way to the back. Mm-hmm. That's where the comics sat at. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a laugh in front of all them people that Saturday night to save my life. <laughs> and they wouldn't boo or nothing. Wouldn't nobody say no, no energy. No energy. I was waiting for somebody to at least yell out. I was like, throw me something. I bombed so bad. I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be to do this shit if it be like this. And I was like a little crackhead. I said, nah, I can do better than that. I'm going to have to keep going. It was such a bad bomb. When I got off, all the comics was on the ramp. To hug me just like I got a death note. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gonna be all right. I'm like, you stay alone. That's the worst when you get hugged like you got fired. Oh, yeah, like you like, hey man, it's, it's good, man. It wasn't it your wasn't fault. Good. These people ain't last one bit. And I'm sitting there looking at the people looking at me like we're the host. <laughs> we're the host. <laughs> we're the host. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't, when I see somebody bomb, I don't I don't console them. I don't do that. 
I saw the Sean Ross bomb so badly. <laughs> I didn't speak to him for two years. Really? Because I didn't want that shit to get on me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, it don't Tony make me feel good. be a bad person. Okay. Can I tell this how Tony's such an asshole? Why he doesn't console anybody? Kyle Grooms, who we all know, and yeah. love, who's a great Kyle funny. Grooms is my man. Kyle Grooms is our boy. Kyle Grooms. I love Kyle. This, this is how close we go. When he comes to LA, he Kyle stays Grooms. at my house. Yeah. We all love he Kyle Grooms, and Kyle Grooms is a great comic. Yeah. Yes. So we're here. Uh, uh, Kyle was. Kyle was no, no, no. Backstory. Uh, <laughs> he called me okay. like three, four you do days the, before. You do the like, setup. Hey, I'm coming to LA. Yes. I got a showcase at the Laugh Factory. I said, Bet. You stay in the crib? He's like, Yeah, I was calling to see if it's cool with you. Yeah, of course. You know what's cool with me. He lands in LA, comes to my house, puts his luggage in my guest bedroom. Yes. It's all good. You ready to go? I'll meet you there. I'll meet him at the factory. Boom. Yeah. Continue. So we're sitting upstairs in the lounge at the Laugh Factory, and there's a bunch of industry there. And uh, Kyle goes up, and uh, Kyle doesn't have a good set. <laughs> <laughs> and the room was filled with industry. Let me preface this how much of an oh asshole you have God. to be to, 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 to do what, I'm, uh, what, what Tony did. So, room full of industry. This is like, your life can possibly change with people in this room. A good set here. A good set here will make a difference. Yes. So, uh, me and Tony, we stand at the balcony. When we watch the set, you know, he says goodnight. Then we walk back up. And then we kind of sit down. And uh, Kyle kind of walks in. He knew how he did. <laughs> but after he saw us, he realized like, it, was he worse. Was, it was worse than what he thought. Ooh. And then Tony looks at him and he goes, Nigga, you know you ain't getting a deal. Ouch. <laughs> 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 yeah, I might be a bad person. You guys know, you remember Talent from New York? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right, so Talent. Yeah. Of course. Oh, man. So one time, so Talent. That's how I met you. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's how I met Eric. Yeah. So he owes you money. So Talent had a show. In, in a typical talent room where it was like a fucking hood ass room. It was hard. It was, yeah, it was. And I remember one night we did a show. It was talent, me and Kyle Grooms. And there was no way anybody was going to do good on this show. And it was a cordless mic. The only way I got through my set was I walked through the audience and just did table work like I was doing dinner theater. And right, right. And I was like, I, I got through it. Fuck it. And then Kyle went up and closed. In a theater. Kyle was, I love Kyle. Kyle was bombing so bad. It was so quiet that he was sitting on the stage at one point. He was sitting on the stage with his feet hanging off like fucking Huck Finn. <laughs> Huck Finn? Yeah. And on the dock, he just sit there and he sips his, it's so quiet between jokes. He sips his drink and it's up and you just hear the. <laughs> And Talent goes, Talent goes like this to me. He goes, God damn, bring this motherfucker a drink. <laughs> and I just brought him a drink. Oh my God, it was so fucking funny, man. We Where is that room? Because I think I did that room because after was we in did like, it. It was so odd. It was in like Chelsea. Like you oh, get these rooms that were in like Chelsea or something. And you'd be like, how is this room so fucking bad right now, he man? He took me to a room. After when we did the taping, it was called White Boys in the Hood. You know oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. I got okay. cut from it, yeah. Oh, Hilarious. you did? Yeah. Oh, uh, we and, and he took us to a room after that. That was the bombing story I was going to tell because it was fucking bad. 
Tell it, man. Well, that was, I, I don't remember too much about it, but there's a better one. I bombed harder. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my bomb. Yeah, story. tell you. Wait, 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 I'll set it up. We got it. All right. We got uh, a good friend, Ruben Paul, here, who's going to tell the story of his worst bombing. Um, my worst bombing was uh, I started out at a club called the Comedy Act Theater. It was on. Um, Legendary. Shout out Michael Williams. Shout out Michael Williams, man, the legend. He was my first mentor uh, in the comedy game. Where is and, this? Um, it was on uh, Crenshaw on 43rd in Lemur Park. And uh, I was at a place called the Regency West, but uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it was a comedy act theater. Post Robin Harris. Post Robin Harris is when I started. So, um, you know, I when you when you came up through the, through the ranks doing open mics there, um, the best of the open micers would host the open mic. And your reward for being the host of the open mic was you were allowed to do seven minutes and then bring up the host of the main show, which was D.L. Hughley at the time. So I had worked my way up uh, where I was hosting the amateur show. And I'd get to do time right when the room got full, right before I brought D.L. up. So I was feeling myself. And I graduated to doing the main show. And when you got to do the main show with D.L. as the host, you'd be the first spot on the main show. So, <laughs> so I moved up to the main show, and one of the best parts of working a black club, Tone, I mean, Rodney can, and Dominique, I know, can attest to this, is when somebody graduates from the, from the black club, like, you ain't got to see them anymore, you ain't got to get bumped by right. them every time they come through, you kind of, you're happy they're successful, but, but you know, I was like, damn, now I can get some stage time. So, Chris Tucker had just uh, did the movie Friday. And uh, I had moved up to the main show, and you get excited when you perform on Friday and Saturday because it's, it's packed. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those nights where it was standing room only at the Comedy Act Theater on fucking Saturday. Mm -hmm. And uh, that night, I think it was Yvette Wilson was hosting. Rest in peace. Right, Rest in peace, peace, Yvette Wilson. And Yvette comes up to me. She like, she's like, Rube, you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready, Yvette. She's like, I'm bringing you up. You're going to kill them. I was like, Yvette, I'm ready. She's like, I know you are. She's like, I'll be back. So she goes off. I'm in the back in the corner, like getting my head straight. And three minutes later, she's like, Rube, hold on for a second. <laughs> and I said, one, she was like, Chris Tucker just came in. Oh. And I think he might want to go up and do some time. And I was like, oh. where? and I go, where Chris at? Because Chris is, Chris is my, I used to drive Chris around and shit when he first came to L.A. I said, oh, where Chris at? I, okay. I got I to gotta talk Before to you go any further. Yes. Who didn't drive Chris around? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard 15 different people say, you don't have to drive Chris around when he first got it. Because he didn't have no car. <laughs> Everybody drove Chris around. No okay, okay, go. But once he got me, he must have stopped calling everybody else. <laughs> So like, I was like, I think the grocery store, everything else. <laughs> yeah. So, long story short, Chris is going to go up. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I said, come on, CT. No, nah, man, I, you be fine, man. I said, whatever. And then Vet go, Rube, you got this. So she goes up. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. Now, when you say you have a special guest in the black room, mm -hmm. oh, it better be a motherfucking special guest. Right. 
And she said, he has a hot movie out right now called Fry. Soon as she said Fry, the fucking room stood up. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Chris Tucker. Room fucking went berserk. That sucks. Room fucking went crazy. Everybody is standing. When I tell you everybody is standing, everybody is fucking standing. Yeah, Chris yeah, goes up right. on stage, and the comedy act theater was a dark Mr. room. Mr. Man. No, dude. <laughs> Fuck that yo, man. Yo, 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 yo. He's the off man. Here's the thing. Let me set the stage for you. The comedy act theater is a dark room, but they had a, a moving spotlight. Oh, my so God. So it just it made He it. had a power spot Come on. on too, it, it, he had, so it has a moving spotlight. Oh, so when God. you're in those, that type of room, you're more of a star. So the mic, I'll never forget this, man. The mic stand... The mic stand is in is sitting in the silhouette of circle of, mm-hmm. of the circle of the spotlight. Chris doesn't even fucking go to the mic stand yet. He's kind of standing outside of the silhouette with his hands down to his side, shaking his hand like Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the crowd is going crazy. The crowd's going crazy. He's on the side. Chris is doing the Michael Jackson hand on the side. Chris is doing this shit on the side. Crowd's going crazy. And I don't know, like, God must have told him when to say his line. Chris is coming, hold on. Yo, <laughs> when I tell you God must have told him, say it right now. Because as soon as he said what he had to say, the room exploded again. So right when they're about to come down, Chris, the mic is there. Chris ain't even in the full spotlight. And Chris leans up and he goes, pissed off, man. Room exploded again. Right. Motherfucker takes his jacket off. <laughs> oh. He ain't said one joke. He's settling in. He's just settling in. Already. This motherfucker takes his he takes his jacket off, turns his hat to the side, does the little Michael Jackson shit, plays up. Then that motherfucker proceeds to do the hottest 15 minutes I've ever seen in in my life to this day. I've never seen anybody kill as hard as Chris Tucker in that 15 minutes. He murdered him after he was an instant star. From the movie Friday, I, I can't even tell you as hot as Kevin Hart was. No one was hotter than Chris Tucker right, at, at that, that moment. moment. Right, 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 right. At that moment, I think Chris ended yeah, he on was in them Def Jam. Come on, man! And people already loved him from Def Jam. Jams and everything. He right. killed him, Def Jam. And I think he might have ended with the classic uh, 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 Michael Jackson was a pimp. I think he might have did that shit. This motherfucker gets off stage. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's... He gets off stage to another standing ovation. Of course. Yvette goes back up on stage. She goes, <laughs> give it up for Chris Tucker. Are y'all ready for more show? Oh, shit. <laughs> she doesn't even do any time. Oh, when she said, oh, are y'all ready God. for more show, you would have thought somebody said it was a fire in the fucking fire. <laughs> Everybody was leaving. She was like, don't Did Chris leave. leave? Oh yeah, Chris, nigga, Chris might have, Chris might have did a smoke bomb and disappeared. <laughs> that's, how, that's how motherfucking spectacular he was. I, the, the nigga would have levitated and floated out of the club. That probably would have happened. That's how magical he was that night. So she goes, she, she goes, so Yvette goes, she goes, uh, she goes, calm down, y'all. Calm down. <laughs> She goes, calm down, y'all. We got more show. And I'm telling you, this next comic is funny. So as, after she said that, people kind of stopped. 
Mm-hmm. Because like, okay, because Yvette was in the movie Fridays too. Right. So my thinking, she's who was she in Friday? She, uh, the one we said. Uh, you said you was gonna. Hook you me said up with say she. You Janet said Jack she looked Jack. like Janet Jackson. She looked more like Freddie Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, okay. that's great. So, um, so they kind of stop and go, okay. If she's vouched for him, it must be in their mind. I'm thinking they another think another dude from Friday, another special guest. AJ Johnson. She said, "Coming to the stage, this is my boy. He's funny. You guys gonna love him. He ain't been doing comedy that long, nigga." Uh, when she said he ain't been doing comedy that long, give it up for Ruben Paul. It took me two minutes to be able to even walk through the crowd to get to the stage. That's how many people were leaving. Coming towards you. They were coming towards me. I couldn't even get to the stage. So it went from a completely sold out show to maybe 40 people. And I get up on stage. I'm humiliated. The club is empty. I didn't even say one word. The club is empty. It went from like three. Imagine going from 350 to 40. Yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on stage. I start going into my material. And I will never forget this. Whatever my punchline was, it landed flat, and all I heard in the corner was somebody go, that's okay, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Not that's okay, baby. They gave you the that's okay, baby. Oh, my God. I did my set, and that's the thing. Oh, and that's the thing that Michael Williams told you. You had to do your time. There was no getting off stage earlier. Because when he gave you a spot on his show, you had to honor the time. So they wouldn't let you early if you were bombing. Oh shit! You had to do your time. And I don't know if he was as hard on me like that, but they were like, "You got to do your time." Right, right, so I right. went up there and ate ass for what, 15, 12, 15 minutes, just up there. And then when you get off stage, man, the comics get it. The comics know they, you know, hitting you on your back, like, "Hey, man, that shit was hilarious, dog." <laughs> you know, yeah, people always gonna, gonna gonna clown you, man. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my. <laughs> That was my worst, worst bomb. That, made, that hurts my soul right now. Dude. That's not your fault. <laughs> That's not it's your not fault. my fault, but I learned so much, and that made me fearless. I, I've never been afraid to go up after anybody. Oh, wow. I remember, like, me and Tone, like, when Dan Cook was at his peak, and he would pack the place out, and people were, like, afraid to go after him. I'm like, I went up after uh, after Chris no, Tucker no, after the movie Friday. Hold on, hold on. Keep it real. We was the only two in the lab right here who would like, I'll go. Yeah. Me and they Tony were coming like, and drop in and do a set. Yeah. He, and nobody. No one wanted to go after Me and really. really. only two. We're like, yo, yo I'll, I'll go, go next. Like, I'll go. Come on, man. You can't. To this day, man, I've never seen anything more spectacular than that Chris Tucker moment. Wow. Going up after him. And it just, it made me fearless. And it made <laughs> me say, that's okay, baby. That's okay, baby. <laughs> that's okay, baby. And it just it makes you a better comic. That hurts. Man. You just yeah. you just that realize hurts, like okay, I want to be so good that I can follow that one day. You know what I mean? And and I, I would question. I don't know if anyone could have followed it that night. You know what I mean? They they would probably done better and not emptied out the room. But man, no one was hotter than Chris Tucker when right. in the hood. And then, I, this ain't this ain't at the Laugh Factory, nigga. Yeah, I don't even think that's a testament to. Uh, Come on, man. To what the next comic could have done, I think the testament is to how big Chris Tucker yeah. was in that at that moment. moment. At, yeah. that moment. Yeah. at that day, yeah. that day, that time of night, mm-hmm. that day of the week, that fucking yeah. time of the month, whatever. Yeah. He, at that specific moment, yeah. there was nobody bigger 
in urban comedy than him. Yeah. So I don't even think anybody could have went on after that moment <sighs> and did better or, you know, in, in, did, in, consider, like the room. Did, did considerably better. Yeah, and you know what's, what's crazy? Like, even even in relive, you know, that's something you'd never forget for the rest of your life, but right. I learned stuff about showmanship and performance, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he was almost like a music act. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he was, was a rock star. He was a rock star, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Like when he did the Michael Jackson hands, I'm like, what? I'm in the back one. He's destroying. Killing it. He's, can, can I tell you Chris Tucker's story, story real quick? He knew. He, he knew, knew that he knew. I could get them with just this. So wait. And so, the thing of it is, is I don't think it's anything greater than when you see a comedian and you see them theatrically working hmm. and they funny. Yeah. And then you come see him live. And that motherfucker show enough fun. You yeah. Like, oh, oh my God. God. Thank you. Yeah. You. I never looked, looked at it like an audience member. They play like, whoa. And he was funny in the movie. Because they already they love you because they seen you. They respect right, your work. They right, seen right. you work. And they was like, it's funny in that movie. Yeah. And then they come see movies you. Movies get you to the masses. Yeah. Yep. Movies get you yeah. to the masses. Go ahead. Now, so, so I'm headlining Uptown Comedy Corner in Atlanta. And Chris lives in Atlanta. So Chris just pop in. Right up here, man. Um, yeah, you mind if I do it a couple minutes, man? <laughs> Chris, I don't give a shit. Do your thing, baby. Yeah. That mama go, this mama pulled out cameras. I didn't know people had cameras. <laughs> I've been there all weekend. I seen one camera. <laughs> <laughs> that walked up there. It was like, it was like, it was like he was doing, doing a press. Cameras. He was like he was doing a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> flash cues. Dude had a flash cue from back in the day. Pop. Like, dude, and I went up after it was no problem. I did, you know, I still had to work after yeah. here, but at the same time, like I'm telling you, films make make you a star. TV makes you rich. Yeah, makes you famous. famous. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, famous. Yes, sir. Well said. If people see you on a silver screen, they just. It's There's something about it, yeah. They have when they see you in real life. Yeah. And Instagram makes you hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bill, do set this up? Set it up. Uh, what am uh, I setting up now? Wait, say, so you're going to say, this is what you're going to say. In our next bombing segment, we have, <laughs> we have Tony Robb. Oh, we, In we, our next bombing segment, wait, I don't we have think I Tony. Can follow oh wait, Tony. shit, we got. I forgot we have. Oh, oh you go? shit, I mean, it sounds like I can't yeah. follow you. Yes, it's crazy. I, I want to save yours for last. No, okay. his was ill, and his was ill. So, we, okay. go, go. All right, all right. Uh, the next bombing story we have uh, Eric Schwartz. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of background. This is about 2006. Uh, before 2006, I. Had I started in LA. I'm from Southern California. Um, some of the best opportunities that I got was from doing um, Chocolate Sundays, and I kind of through Chocolate Sundays got on BET Comic View two years in a row, and then I was doing like Comedy Act Theater. Um, so what I'm saying is, like I I had experience doing the quote unquote urban comedy rooms, right? So I get booked. In Uptown Comedy Theater, and I mean Uptown in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is one of the premier 
uh, Urban Comedy Club. I've heard you guys do your stories about. I've heard you guys tell your stories about one night of bombing. Uh, I was booked to headline this room, and I was like, um. I don't know if I really should do that. <laughs> How many shows is that? How many shows? This was like six it's a lot. or eight shows. Because you do like, on Saturday, you do three shows. You do three shows Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, and I'm like already feeling yeah. like, uh, well, I guess yeah. I'll tr- I mean, I want to say no to a gig. And so I go down there. <laughs> That's a comics mentality. Yeah. The first night I get on stage and it was fucking packed. <laughs> Everyone's doing great. I'm like, okay, cool. Everyone's <laughs> doing great. Everyone's doing. I'm like, this is a great crowd. I get up. I don't know if it's because how I'm many never... comics went up before you? Mm, two or three. Okay, that's fair. And I don't know. It could, if it could be more in Atlanta. Yeah, they yeah, put this, five or yeah. six people up. Long yeah, yeah. keep letting them call people's names. I don't know if right. it's because I've never done comedy like in Atlanta, or you know, it's different on the West Coast. I don't know what it is. But I am not fucking connecting <laughs> at all. Uh, so the, by the time I was done of that 45-minute set, I think most of the people left. So now I have a worse problem. The DJ fucking hates me. Ain't love. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ain't love. I'm, so the next night, I get back on stage. I'm like, okay, it's a new night. I learned from last night. I could, I could do it. I can do this. Um, uh, they might have start. Yeah, they might have cut my time down too. They might have cut my time down. I get up there. Oh yeah, they I, had discussed you all night. And they yeah. <laughs> called Sherman Golden by then. And <laughs> they called Sherman or one of his Atlanta favorites come in and be there just in case. And I'm like, I'm like welcoming it. I'm like, okay, yeah, they cut made my it time. Worse than it was man. Because in Atlanta, one thing about Atlanta, in Atlanta when somebody ain't not doing well, they call around and celebrate the bomb. They be okay. like, boy, I'm going to tell you something, boy. <laughs> they, would t- they would call everybody and laugh at a person bombing. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was happening. Uh, so I get back on, and, this, and the DJ is just against me. Like, he fucking hates me. So I go to do it. I do a joke. And I feel like I'm about to get a laugh, and this motherfucker puts on the Price is Right jingle. I'm like, what? I was like, I was about to get a laugh, dude. Give me a fucking chance. I get to another joke, and the guy on my punchline, he hits, you got to know when to hold him. You turned into the comedy. They kind of turn you into. Yeah, the DJ. I mean, yeah, I was bombing too, but the DJ is making it worse, making the audience. Lashing the audience. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. It's like hard for me to even talk about. Uh, And so the Friday and Saturday shows are like abbreviated shows with the radio station. Those went those went fine. Then the Sunday show, they go, you don't have to do the Sunday show. The Sunday show is like okay. they had already booked Sherman no. Golden. Sunday point. show, they go, Henry Welch. everyone gets booed on this show. Okay. You don't have to do it. If you want to do it, 
you can do it. It's like they, I guess they have music. So, and, so yeah, explain. So, yeah. so context Sunday at Uptown. <laughs> that's the strippers off night. Yes, exactly. So the audience is populated with strippers and drug guys. And I remember at Uptown they used to have strippers sit in the front row, and if you weren't funny, they would throw pennies at the stage. Yes, this is that night. So probably will come to the show with bags of pockets full of pennies. It wasn't funny. They would throw pennies at the stage. So you're Jesus talking kind of yeah, that that would that would that would turn me into a murderer. I you made me feel better. I didn't get any pennies. No pennies. Yeah. No pennies. But go ahead. Go ahead. So I know, I know, this is where they boo people. So I'm like prepared. So I I write some like weird poem or something about like fuck you, suck my dick. Like I'm not a dirty comic, but I like did this fucking weird. So I'm ready. So I get out on stage, and I do my first joke. Sure enough, boo! I get this is the first time I'm getting booed, right? I knew I knew it was coming, and so I pull this poem out and I read it, and it actually got a laugh. Like I don't remember what it was, but it got a laugh, and I was like, "All right, fuck it, I got a laugh. I'm leaving." And I left on the left, and I was like, "They." And the the crazy thing is, the club manager or owner, he's driving me back. After the after the show to the hotel, and he goes, "Hey man, I know it didn't." He goes, uh, "I don't know if he acknowledged that I didn't do well or something, but he uh, he goes, do you want to come back? When do you want to come back?'" I'm like, "Are you fucking Never. kidding me?" <laughs> right, yeah. I'm I'm like, "How? Why?" He goes, "No, dude, don't worry about it. Everybody bombs on that night. Like it's." He told me like comedians that had gotten booed on that night, and I'm like. I'm like, fuck, dude. Oh, like, so he didn't I, see the rest of your week? No, he did. I, I don't know what it was, but he, for some reason, didn't think I did as bad as I thought I did. <laughs> right. Like, I fucking, like, the DJ fucking, like, did, like I told, I'm like, how yeah. could it go worse? Would you know? So, go ahead, I didn't Eric. go back. But, Eric, <laughs> let me tell you about the yeah, DJ. Okay. So, what Ain't Love was doing to you, like... He used to do that on the night. No, open mic night. Did that yeah. happen to him on Sunday night? Did that mm-hmm. happen to you on Sunday night? No, that happened to me like Friday, uh, Thursday or something. The weekend, but they yeah, do yeah. that on all the time. <coughs> so you already was set up. They already had playing the night yeah, before. Yeah, they set you up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They set you up clear. Well, it worked. They called blood. <laughs> it worked. Uh, they called blood in the night. I don't care what nobody they said. Are. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so we got uh, a rock. But your head fucked up. Right, <laughs> so commercial break. What time you say? You gonna say time to go? Uh, first, wait, wait, one more story. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, 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 gonna edit. No, you're gonna edit these and show yeah, play yeah. them one at a time, one yeah. week at a time. Yeah. I'm tired. So you're gonna say in our next bombing segment. Okay, we got one more. We got one more story, and then we're all getting the fuck out of here. No, you're gonna say in our next bombing segment. Yes. All right, everyone. It's Bill Dawes with After Laugh at our next bombing segment. We have the one and only Tony Rock. Let's hear it, Tony. Yo. <laughs> oh, what up? Let's what hear up? it, boy. Yo, listen. Let's hear it, boy. Okay, this is the worst bombing story ever, and I swear to y'all, this is a true story. All right. This is New York City. This is the comic strip, 82nd and 2nd. You know it very well. Absolutely. Uh, this is the weekend of the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City. All right. Mm. Big so event. The weekend of the Puerto Rican Day Parade is 
If you're not familiar with the Puerto Rican Day Parade, it's a, it's a parade that goes from the Bronx all the way downtown past Central Park, the entire length of Central Park to like 59th, turns around, comes back up 59th Central Park, Central Park West, yeah. and comes back up Central Park East all the way to the Bronx. This goes on from 10, uh, let's say noon, noon, so about 10 at night. Wow. Uh, the yeah, year so is... Seinfeld did a whole episode about The it. year is uh, <clears throat> 2000 and let's say two. Uh, let's say 2001. So I'm, I started doing comedy in New York three or four years earlier than that. So I was getting spots everywhere in New York City. I was New York City famous. I was like, in any comedy club, I can walk in, they go, hey, you want to go next? Or, hey, Tony, you want to? Mm-hmm. So I had I had respect in the comedy circuit. Yeah. But this is Puerto Rican Parade weekend, so nobody cares about who, <laughs> where you are in the circuit. Yeah. So I come to the comic strip. <laughs> There's a line outside the door going up the block for the 10 o'clock show that Saturday. Right? All Puerto Ricans. <laughs> oh, God. All Puerto Ricans. This is their weekend to stretch their legs and get out into the city more so than just the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Oh so now God. I'm on the show and it's, uh, 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 what's my man's name? Uh, Maceo. Now, Maceo wow. usually closes, closes the 10 o'clock show, wow. but since it's Puerto Rican Parade weekend, they need energy to start the show. So, Maceo hosts. Wow. That's a blast from the past. Right. Wow. So, it's like Maceo, and I forgot I forgot who the first comic was and who the second comic was, but they were Puerto Rican. They were ethnic of some sort. So, now, I get on stage. They bring me up. Yo, this next dude, New York City comedy, starting from Brooklyn, New York. Give it up. I come on stage. If you know the comic strip and you know the way that the room's set up, there are tables to the right of the stage that are like long banquet tables to mm-hmm. the right and long banquet tables to the left. The stage kind of protrudes, so the tables on the right, you got to walk around the stage to get to the tables on the left. Okay, so there's a table for the Puerto Rican guys on my right, table for the Puerto Rican girls on my left. They're talking to the girls across the stage. Across the stage. I'm standing on the stage trying to do my set, and they're talking to the girls across the stage. One of the guys decides he wants this girl's number and he wants it right now. Right now. He gets up, walks across the stage behind oh me. Oh my God. I'm at the front of the stage. Oh, he walks shit. across the stage behind me, bends down, gets the girl's number. Gets up and walks back across the stage to his oh seat behind me God. while I'm trying to tell jokes. Wow. Now, let me stop the story right there. Oh. Comics know. <laughs> comics know, but the novice doesn't know. Bombing is all about losing control of the room. Right. Yeah. It's not about your jokes not working. Yeah. It's right. losing control of the room. Yeah. You are on stage. <coughs> you're at an elevated position. All of the right. chairs are facing you. The lights are facing you, so you are at a commanding position. When you lose control of that, you bomb. So the guy walks across the stage, gets the girl's number, walks back across the stage, and sits down. I, at this point, I wasn't as good at at crowd work as I am now. So I didn't know what to say. So the room was like, yo, he walks across the stage. So they're expecting expecting the leader of the room, who's me, 
to handle that. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> I'm stuck. I just look at him and I go, hey, man. Don't do that. <laughs> not even like that. I go, don't do that again. <laughs> Stuttering. And he goes, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. And the whole room hears it. So now they realize. Now, now they're acknowledging that I'm losing control of the room. So the booze start. The booze start, right? And he goes, he says it in. He goes, man, shut the fuck up. Man, you shut the fuck up. You just mad because you bombing. You just mad because you bombing. The room's like, oh, now it's Def Jam. Oh, shit. He just said you mad because you bombing. I have no crowd working me at this point. <laughs> so I turn to him and I go, I'm not bombing, you bombing. <laughs> and that Jesus shit takes Christ. me deeper into the fucking abyss. <laughs> so now they're booing like crazy and I'm trying to bite through the set. I'm trying to do my stand-up while there's you know, 250 people are booing me. And I'm trying to still, no, wait, because I was going to say, no, because wait, you got, I'm trying to fight them. But there's no fighting a room when you're bombing. Oh, that's like yeah. fighting Undertale, man. Yeah, man. Right. You're drowning. That's so it. now I just, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. I stand there mm. for about, it might have been five seconds, but it felt like three minutes. Right. I'm standing there literally trying to gather my thoughts, like, what can I do? And it's just silence from, my, from the stage, it's <laughs> silence. And they just booing, boo, boo. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I, I don't think I can get him. So I'll put the mic back in the mic stand and I'll walk off stage, right? Now, you know the comic strip, how it's set up, the lobby where all the comics hang out. I walk to the lobby, and I'm like, my cousin, Sherrod Small, who yeah. started comedy the same exact day. I walk to the lobby, and I'm like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. But now, we've always been on some, me and Sherrod have always been on some, we have to prove ourselves. We have always been on this mentality, yeah. like, we got to prove ourselves. We can't let the, the, the elephant in the room, which is my brother, yeah. take us out of... Being a regular comic. Mm -hmm. So Sherrod goes, Sherrod says, we can't leave. You have to stay here and you've got to take that. You've got to take it. Because yeah. if you run, every comic's going to be like, you ran. You, yeah. you, you, you dipped out. You snuck off. So you've got to stay here and you've got to take it. So yeah. I sit there in the lobby of the comic strip. <laughs> now the show's over. 250 people walk past. Yo, this nigga sucked, yo. Oh. This fucking ass. This you took the post-show The post-show They're pointing at me. They're going, yo, this motherfucker was whack. Now it's chicks walking out. I didn't tell you this. Before the show started, I'm in the lobby, and girls are in line to come in. And I'm like, sweetheart, enjoy the show, baby. And they're like, you on the show? I'm on the show. And you tell me what you think. Tell me what you think after you see me. I'm like cocky as motherfucker. Hey, baby girl, I'm going to buy you a drink. When you get inside the room, I got your drinks. Sweetheart, tell me what you think after the show. So now the same chick's coming out like, yo, you was whack as fuck. And I'm just dying a thousand deaths in the room. And people are walking out like, yo, he was whack. Now the show's over, right? Now I got to walk to the train station. I'm walking to the train station with the same Puerto Ricans that had took the train downtown. Right. Oh. To, so now I'm in, the, I'm in the fucking train station. Oh, like, no. he whack as fuck. Uh. He sucks. I get booed from the stage oh, well. down the street to the subway, oh. underground, on the train, all the way to Brooklyn. Oh. Did one of them rent your Airbnb? So now I, like I, say in your myself, house? I say to myself, I say to myself, lesson learned, right? Lesson learned. And I swear to myself that night, this will never 
happen to me again. Ever. Yeah, ever. I will put myself in a position where anything can happen in the room and I will be able to handle it. Absolutely. A fire, a fight, a shot, a gun, a robbery, uh, a, a table falling apart, yep. a person drunk, a whatever. I will be, and since that day, mm -hmm. I worked every day to be able to handle anything that can happen in the room. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To this day, I think anything that happened in the room, I can deal and with it. I can deal with it. Sorry. I was on stage maybe three months later in West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm. A young lady, I said a joke, and the lady was laughing, and she did like this, and her head bit back, and her hair went into the candle. Oh shit! And set her hair on fire. Oh, I did twenty minutes nonstop on her hair bursting into flames. Mm. It was so flawless that people thought I had jokes written already for it. And I'm telling them, no, it's just because I'm, I can handle anything now. Because that light, that night in, at the comic strip, I died. Wow. And yeah. I was rebirth. Reborn. Yeah. <laughs> and told myself, never again. Never again. It was the worst bomb ever. But from what it came from it was, I, I, I've i never yeah. been more confident. Every, every situation is valid. Every yeah. situation every is valid. Every situation yeah. on, that, on stage, ever since that night, I've been able to handle it. Yep. We almost spend it now. Oh, that's an amazing story. Oh, oh shit. Hey, listen, uh, this has been the best Bill Dawes podcast. This has been the best. I don't know how I'm going to follow this podcast. Anyway, uh, you got that's a whole it. season. You'll have to follow it. <laughs> okay, everybody give me four days. Uh, where are you going to be at? Yeah, 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 yeah. Plug your shit. Plug your shit. Tony, you go first. What do you got to plug? Dominique is in D.C. Improv? Where you at? Where you at? Philly Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. Just staying at the office. Dominique is at Bethesda Jazz and Jokes Club. I'm, I'm waiting for an uh, Instagram wait, 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 no, uh, comment to go. Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays every Tuesday, 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 Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday. Hollywood Laugh Factory. Philly Thanksgiving weekend. Friday and Saturday. Two shows. Two uh, Friday, two Saturday. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. When does when this air? When does this air? I don't know. Okay, Friday I'm in North Carolina. Doing a, a college homecoming weekend, and uh, I'm on tour with Mike Epps. I'm Mike Epps' opening act. So we have about five more cities left on the West Coast oh, version of our tour. Me, Tony Rock oh, wow. on Twitter. Yes, sir. Tony man. underscore Rock on Instagram. Rock and roll forever. Peace. What up? It's your boy Rodney Perry. Uh, November 2nd through the 4th at the Atlanta Comedy yeah. Theater. Great fucking hang. And uh, Bill, thanks for Roddy Perry. Roddy Perry live on our. Bill Bells. Thanks for having right. us, buddy. Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bill. It's 3 a.m. It's time to go. Rodney, you can catch me on the good side of the CBS app. All the glass, man. I hope to see you soon. Just have a look down. Anyway, good. thanks for coming to the app. Yeah. See Ruben you soon. Paul. Ready? Lady, boy. R.P. Who's that going? Will. I feel like I feel like I remember you starting. Yeah, well I started well Oh well when well, you knew here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like around like oh four. Oh, five? Yeah, but I, I want to say, I was doing Hollywood Park Casino when you... It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>